Hello, everybody. This is S. Anthony Thomas, host and star and producer and writer of the S. Anthony Says podcast, also known as S. Anthony Says. Now, of course, it's starring yours truly, S. Anthony Thomas. And who's that? That's me, damn it. How did you not know that? Well, my friends, this is episode number 173, and I want to thank you guys for stopping by. We're going to have a good time or we're not. I don't know yet because, you see, this part is actually recorded before the actual show is recorded. And I don't know if the show after this blows. I mean, for all I know, it could be a great show like the last few. (laughs) Last few, I mean, the last 172. (laughs) No duds. I don't believe in them. But who knows the show after the show after this intro, because this technically isn't the show. This is the intro. This is me just saying hello to you and letting you know that this is episode 173. Like I said, whatever comes after this could absolutely suck. I'm just kidding. (laughs) There's no chance of that because, well, I'm in the show. (laughs) Who's full of themselves? Don't judge me, you bastards. (laughs) You ready for 173? Cool. Let's go. Roll that theme song now. Go. S. S. Anthony Thomas. Go. S. Okay, folks, I, I need to admit something to you. And it's one of those things where you admit it to somebody and they don't believe you. And it's really kind of frustrating that they don't believe you. You know, uh, hold on for a second. I'm going to make sure that this phone actually does not ring while i'm talking to you guys because this it annoys me sometimes i turn i turn the ringer off or sometimes i'll forget to turn the ringer off and then some jackass calls me about something stupid while i'm recording the podcast and i hate that crap and now the phone ringer is off so whoever calls unless they're on fire uh, to hell with them now back to what i wanted to talk to you guys and gals about i just want to like i said i'm officially bored with porn i'm bored with it i don't even waste my time with it anymore now i'm not saying i don't look at nude stuff when it pops up on the internet or like if i go on tumblr or something and there's some naked lady there of course i look at it because <laughs> that stuff looks good but as far as watching porno films i'm just all porned out and i told my friends about it i told my friends about it you know, they wanted to do the bachelor party thing. And I was at the bachelor party. And I mean, they were all looking at the porno film. Yeah, look at that. <laughs> and I'm sitting there like, yeah, whatever. And I, that's when I realized I was all porned out. I just didn't give a damn anymore. When I came up doing comedy, I worked in strip clubs. So I had, I saw the actual women. Well, not the same actual women, but the same type of ladies. You know, you know with the, the breast implants and the perfect stomachs and all that kind of crap. They were dressing. They were getting dressed in the dressing room while I was standing there, never thinking anything about it. Walking up to my little young ass, having conversations. You're so cute, pinching my cheeks, standing there naked. And uh, that was great. <laughs> that was that was pretty damn awesome. I really really wish they would do that now. But the funny thing about it is, it's just like anything else. Think about it. I mean. Your light bulbs in your house. There's a certain amount of hours. Those those light bulbs are going to last and then they're going to pop out and go off and stop working. There's only so many times you can click on and off your on and off switch. Eventually, it's going to break the door hinge in your oven. You can open it and close it and open and close it a certain amount of times. And one of these days, you're going to open it or close it. And that crap's just not going to work properly because let's be honest, even though we don't know what the number is we know there is a there's a number where something has got to stop right you don't even know how long you're going to live you have an idea you figure okay at most a hundred years but you're not planning if, if somebody says listen i have some great plans or something i'd like to do when you're 150 i got news for you you might not want to say yeah i'm down with that because you're not going to be here okay you know, you're driving your car. You know, that's why they always say things like, well, you should get in checkups at 50000 and 100000 and 125000 No one says get, you know, you should get your car checked up at 700,000 miles because your car's not going to last that long. Your car engine will be gone by then. You'll have to put another engine in or roll back the, roll back the mileage and sell the car to someone stupid. That's what I'm talking about. So what I'm saying is everything has has a time when it has to end and for me i'm all pouring out i can't do it anymore 
You know, every once in a while, I'll go to the porn site and see whether or not I can see something that'll really get me going. And no matter what they do, I've already seen it. I, you can't shock me with porno. You can't get me all worked up with porno. You just, I just can't do it. It's like now, when I was a kid, remember there was a movie called The Amityville Horror. And that movie damn near ruined my life. It really did. You Get and I was a little kid when that movie came out and that movie absolutely I had no business going to see that crap you know the exorcist came out and I saw that on television and that was the the edited version of it and it was still too scary for me and Damien Omen 1 was still too scary for me oh my goodness that thing went through the guy's body he got electrocuted he got killed oh no how high oh I can't take it but now I watch those movies and I laugh at them even movies that are made with today's special effects, current 2015 special effects that are supposed to be horrible and gory and scary. I look at them and all I think is, nope, not feeling a damn thing. Now, why is that? Because I have the Internet and you have the Internet. If you have the Internet and something in a scary movie actually scares you, you're a wuss. Why do I say that? Because you can go on YouTube and see people actually get blown up. You can actually see people get killed and chopped up and set on fire and blown up and chopped up and ran over and blown up and blown up and ran over and chopped up and then ran over and then set on fire and then chopped up and you get the point. So how the hell have you actually see the real thing, whether you want to or not? How the hell are you going to get all worked up and scared because of something you see in a movie that you know ain't real? Come on, man. When you see those porno films, that crap ain't. I've actually met porno actors. I've never actually gotten it on with them. At least that's what I'm going to tell you people. <laughs> I admit to nothing. And they all and they've said to me, you know, I really, you know, I mean, it's like, you know, it's just a job. I remember half the time I'm not really enjoying it. I'm just sitting there going, yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me my money. Sometimes I'm enjoying it. I mean, it's not like I'm hurting or it's, I'm getting hurt or anything, but it's just like anything else. You know, you ever sit in a chair for a long period of time and your leg goes to sleep? Well, that's what it's like getting it on with some of these idiots. You know, I'm, I'm sitting there going, could you just finish this up? My leg's going to sleep and I got to go. I got to go take my laundry and my laundry's at the pickup place. And I got to, they don't care. And once I knew that, I was like, oh, really? You're really not turned on by the pizza guy that came in with a pizza box with nothing in it? Because you can tell by the way he's carrying the pizza boxes. They're really not even a pizza box. I mean, let me let me tell you something, porno people. You make a lot of money. Either hire a guy that has enough acting chops to pretend there's something in the pizza box or spend the 11 bucks and put some pizza in the box or something that weighs a similar amount to pizza so the jackass doesn't sit there with a box that's obviously empty. Now that ought to tell you something right there. The simple fact that I'm watching people get it on and I'm going... I know you guys are getting it on and doing all sorts of weird stuff, but that guy was really unconvincing with the way he carried that pizza box in. In fact, I'm pretty sure that guy has never even eaten a pizza. He's in too good a shape. You can't get in that kind of shape and have that kind of smooth skin on your buttocks and have and have eaten pizza on a regular basis. I'm saying that this guy is a health food guy. I'm really upset now because not only are you lying because you carried a pizza box that didn't have any pizza in it, but you're lying about you people make me sick. And I'm sitting there doing that. If you're doing that, you don't need to be watching those movies anymore. If you're watching those movies like I watched those movies back in the day and you just sit there and you're wondering why this guy won't shut up. He's talking so much. He's distracting you from the movie and he's not even sounding convincing. You don't even sound like you like being there. You sound like you're actually reading the dialogue off screen because, quite frankly, they never show the dude. All you see is his back and her at an angle and you never see him from the chest up. I have a feeling he's actually holding the script up and reading it. I really do because he's sitting there yeah baby you're the greatest aha my boy oh boy you can take that right there hold on for a second licks his finger you hear the page turning who's who's whose lunch order is this i mean you're the best baby <laughs> pastrami on right oh shit let me take this out who put the damn lunch order in the damn script you bastard <laughs> 
Well, that's the thing, man. I just, I just can't get into them anymore. I just can't do it. Nobody believes me. My friends really didn't believe me until we actually, like I said, we went to a bachelor party for one of our other friends, and we're sitting there, and, he, and I'm sitting there going, first of all, why do you guys have a porno film, you cheap scum? Why don't you hire some strippers or something? You cheap scum. Well, the strippers are coming later. We just wanted to see the porno. So why would I waste my time watching porno when there's going to be actual nude women here? I mean, do you watch pictures of somebody eating a pizza before you buy the pizza? I know the pizza's coming, but let's watch this show of someone else eating pizza. Oh, I can't wait to get my mouth on a slice like that. That's stupid. Anyway, they roll the porno film and everybody's going nuts and I couldn't care less. You know, and it's really and that's another thing I don't understand. Why would you be in a room with a bunch of other dudes watching porno? Most of the time, if you were a teenage boy, you watch porno, you watched it by yourself for a reason. And we all know what that reason is. The same reason why if you're a dad and your son doesn't come down when you call him right away and he looks a little bit out of breath when he comes downstairs and your mother's going, why is he out of breath? And your dad goes in his mind, I know why he's out of breath. And he has that look of slight disgust on his face and he normally high fives you every time you see him. But this time he won't even give you a fist bump. He gives you the double finger guns like Isaac from Love Boat and he walks upstairs and sandblasts all the damn doors doorknobs because now he doesn't want to touch him anymore you filthy fingered sticky fingered punk bastard but he's a little bit proud of you because you're becoming a man and because he did the same stuff when your mom came home late for work and told him that she was too tired okay that's a different story don't worry about that (laughs) but back to me but I'm telling you right now, I'm all I'm all porned out, man. I just can't do it anymore. I don't like porno anymore. Maybe at some point in the future, maybe at some point in the future, because the thing is, I actually watched porno. I just wanted to say I'm going to yeah, I'm going to turn on some porno. I'm going to look at it just to see if I get all worked up because I, I just I can't do stuff to myself. I just can't do it. I mean, it's just too weird, man. It's just too bad. I remember when I was a teenage boy and uh, I had to, I was doing some stuff to myself when I had the magazine thing and I got up and I looked at myself in the mirror and I went, oh, what is wrong with you? Good. That's the never. If you're a teenage boy and you do stuff to yourself, don't have any mirrors in the room. Don't ever do it because you're going to catch a look at yourself and you 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 will if you catch a look at yourself at Right after you finish doing that mess, you will never look in the mirror the same way again. For the next six months, every time you look in the mirror, it's, you're going to just look at the mirror and go, I know what you did, you dirty bastard. And you disgust me. And you know, then it's bad because you're talking to yourself. You're the disgusting bastard. And ladies, don't act like you're not as disgusting as the dudes. It's the same crap with you. I know daggone well you do that crap too. And it's even worse for you because a guy will just plop down and do that stuff to himself. He'll just go, eh, I got seven minutes, let me take care of this. <laughs> and then he's at and it's gone. But you act, you people actually put like candles and crap around and set a mood for yourself, which means you had plenty of time to think about how weird this crap is that you're doing. Yes, I know it's a healthy form of expression but the crap is still messy and that's wrong and ladies you need to stop doing that unless you're filming it and emailing it to me (laughs) i really mean i'm just kidding about that (laughs) yes anthony says podcast at gmail.com anyway so what i'm saying is i i can't be the only person like that that's all porn out and I know there's a whole bunch of you out there that I'm not believing. I guarantee you three quarters of this audience think I'm lying to you. And I'm sitting there going, with all the stuff I've been saying to you over the last 172 episodes, all the embarrassing crap that I've actually admitted to, and all the embarrassing crap that you know I'm going to be admitting to in the future, you think this is the one thing I'm going to make up that I'm, that, I'm, that I'm not telling the truth about? Are you nuts? If anything, I would have just had this been the most gross thing that happened. Remember, I'm the guy that told you about trash can cupcakes. Okay. Now, if I, I, I'll be honest with you. If I had a choice between somebody finding out that I took care of myself through my through my teenage years up until about 25 years old, if I told them that they would say, yeah, hey, hey, man, it is what it is, man. Dudes do that. 
It's not a problem. In fact, I'm, I, you know, I'm, I, in fact, I was doing that in the car on the way over here. In which case, I would say, don't come in. But you know what I'm saying. But I'm not embarrassed about that. But I'm actually more embarrassed about the trash can cupcakes. And for those of you that haven't heard that episode, it was back. It was a while ago when I actually was tempted with some cupcakes and I didn't want to eat them. And I threw them in the trash can and I walked away and I gave serious consideration to going back and getting those cupcakes and eating them again. Rationalize. No, well, you know, what is cold outside. It's kind of like a refrigerator. I'm more embarrassed about that. So if you think I'm going to lie about this, you're crazy. It is kind of weird, though, because you know, it's so much porn on the Internet. It's like I actually have to go out of my way not to watch it, you know, not because I think I'm going to be tempted because, I mean, who cares? Ain't nobody around. This is just like enough already. You know what I mean? You know, it's like you, you, you it's one of those things where you think you want something and then when you have it, you kind of back off of it because you know it's there. Like say say for the sake of argument, remember the first time you had internet access? If you you know, you say there's a period of time you didn't have internet access, then you get internet access, or you didn't have cable at one point in your life, and then you got cable, and you just sat there and you just could not watch enough cable. Oh, cable, cable! You start watching shows you don't even like just because they're on cable, and you couldn't get them on regular television, right? You're on the internet, you're just looking up, you're just randomly looking up crap. You know when you first got the internet, you, you, you didn't actually use it as a tool to inform yourself. You just sat there and you, you did what everybody else did. You looked up curse words in foreign languages. You know you did. You Googled, hey, what does Maricone mean? You, did, you know damn well that's all you did the first week and you had the internet access. And you sat there and you looked at your clock and you realized, oh my goodness, I've been on the internet for 14 hours and I've accomplished absolutely nothing except for the ability to say really, really disparaging things about people in 17 different continents in their native language. But I've accomplished nothing productive because that's what happened. Well, it's the same thing, isn't it? When I finally had access to all the porn I wanted, I gorged on the El Porno on a regular basis. And then right after that, I went, I have really done nothing productive here. I haven't even been getting it on with myself. I've just been looking at it, enjoying it. And if you're not going to get it on with yourself, what's the use of sitting there staring at the crap? I don't stare at food and not eat it, do I? I'm really enjoying watching this. No. So now that I know I can have it anytime I want to, I just I'm not that interested. I'm really just not that interested. I know you don't believe me, but it's the truth, damn it. Now, of course, you and I both know that at some time in the future, probably podcast episode 400, I'll be like, I'm back on the porno. I'm watching every five seconds. I can't get enough of it. I don't even put my clothes on. I'm feeling my chest right now. I'm feeling my chest right now. (laughs) But that's not the case right now, damn it. This is episode number 173, and I'm all porned out for a while, probably for a long, long while. But you people aren't, are you? You're probably watching porno while you're listening to this, you sick bastards. How dare you? (laughs) I'm telling the truth. I'm absolutely telling the truth. I'm literally all porned out, at least for now. It's the truth. Yes, it is. I can't believe you people don't believe me, damn it. Just for that, I'm ending this segment. Segment over. You know what's kind of weird? It's kind of funny how every time when you go to a different country, I was watching... um, See, I was actually talking to a buddy of mine, and he's Chinese. And I was about to say his name. (laughs) Uh, I'm not going to say his name. His name's Paul. And uh, hi, Paul. Uh, (laughs) He doesn't care if I say his name. Um, And so he was was telling me about um, his, his parents because he's first generation here. And he does not like the traditional foods. And he was showing me some of the stuff that they ate. You know, like uh, the, the seafood and, and same things of that nature. The kind of things where, hey, Steve, would you like to try this? Oh, yeah. Oh, 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 oh. Love you, Mr. and Mrs. I'm not going to say their last name. But uh, I, I can't do it. And they laugh when they're like, we knew you wouldn't eat it. <laughs> By the way, that was I, 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 did I just do a really bad I was like, if, if that was an accent, the damn sure wasn't their accent. I don't do accents. Shut up. Anyway, <laughs> but it's really weird what we choose to eat. 
and what we don't choose to eat. Like sometimes we'll see um, animals that other countries eat and we'll be completely disgusted by it. And they'll see what we eat and they'll be completely disgusted by it. I was staying with a friend, visiting a friend in California, and he had a, a roommate and she put ketchup on her spaghetti and dipped her french fries in mayonnaise and i'm sitting next to, it was like french fries in the middle of the table and we're talking she's talking about in my country this happens in my we haven't just and they go, where are you from i'm from philadelphia oh the cheesesteak we're going through the whole you know you're from philadelphia with the cheesesteaks this that and the other i said well you know it's too bad we're not here would could you tell me, take me to get a cheesesteak i said there's just no place to get a good cheesesteak here in la I, I just you know i can't i can't i can make you one and i made her one and um but we were sitting at the table and uh it was a it was french fries there so me and my boy were, were sitting there and we got our ketchup out and she has ketchup and i'm thinking she's gonna put it on the french fries and she just kind of puts it in the middle of the table and i'm thinking okay maybe she's just the kind of person that just likes french fries i know plenty of people that eat french fries and don't want anything on them and she goes she walks to the refrigerator and she gets one of those little you know those little cups where you put the dipping sauce in it and i'm going oh maybe she's getting that for the ketchup and she put mayonnaise in there and i didn't put two and two together until i saw the french fry heading toward the mayonnaise now in the last segment i talked about the first segment of this show i talked about how i <laughs> am not disgusted by what i see in movies and on the internet because i've been desensitized to it but that was the first time I actually wanted to vomit when I saw something. She literally, she, it was like it was like I was watching the French fry go toward the mayonnaise in slow motion, and the horror was building. And I spent slow. I could actually feel myself turning to my friend in slow motion, and he's turning to me in slow motion, and we're looking at each other as if to say, "No, what is wrong with you?" Meanwhile, she, the lady from overseas, and her friend, also from overseas, are looking at us with our french fries heading toward the ketchup, looking at us like, you Americans disgust me. You seem like nice guys, but I swear if you put that ma- that damn french fry in that ketchup, I'm going to throw up all over you. So we all dip in and we're all looking at each other like, oh God, oh, don't put that in your mouth. Ah! So I'm eating my french fry and my buddy's eating his french fries. And they're eating their french fries and we're all looking at each other like, oh God, ha ha, what's wrong with you sick bastard, ha ha. And she goes, what is wrong? And I go, oh, I said, I said, I don't want to, I, I really don't want to offend you, I really don't. But it's like, I hate mayonnaise. But don't you put mayonnaise on the cheesesteak? I said, yes, that's different. But I, I said, well, you dipped your french fries in mayonnaise. What the hell? And she goes, what, what is, what is, the, and she thought we were weird for putting it in, the, and she put ketchup on a, on a damn uh, spaghetti. She made pasta, and I'm going, okay, cool. So I, we go to the fruit, the kitchen to get the spaghetti sauce. I've grabbed a can of Prego. I'm about to, you know, put that in there. And she goes, what are you doing? And I go, I'm for the spaghetti. She goes, oh, you have to do that. So I'm thinking maybe she's made some kind of special sauce from her home country, some kind of special thing. She wants to hook it up. I'm going, oh, this is going to be great. I'm going to get some cultural understanding. It's going to be great. I'm going to learn something. I'm going to try new. Why the hell is she bringing out the ketchup? Oh, God, she's putting ketchup on spaghetti. Oh, why, why? <laughs> and the look on their faces when they saw us dip our French fries in the ketchup and we saw them dip their French fries in the mayonnaise, if either one of us had been dipping a cat in a pile of dog crap, preparing to eat it, we would have been less disgusted. That's how. That's the, what the way our faces look. And it's really weird when you see things that other people eat and you're completely disgusted by it. But it's really kind of normal for them. You know, some people look at cows and go, how could you eat cows? It's so cute. And some people look at these other. That's so cute. But ain't nobody saying that about lobsters. I'm like, Kill them bastards and eat them. In fact, boil them. I want it to hurt when you kill them. You know how we kill other animals humanely? They're good-looking animals. When we kill a cow before we eat it, we got this gun like the old, the old no country for old men. We stand on top of the cow. cow. The cow's dead in a second. We don't need the cow to feel anything. I mean, we're going to eat it, but we don't want to be mean to it because it's a good-looking animal. Look at those big, pretty eyes. Uh, chicken. Hey, that's not bad. It's just a disgusting animal in general, but it's a cute animal. What are we are going to do? We're going to crack his neck like that, break his neck real quick. What about the lobster? Boil the bastard. He's ugly. Boil him. 
boil him slow. In fact, say things about his mother while you boil him. Is that water getting a little warm for you? Yeah, it's a little warm for you. No, 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 you ain't getting out of there, you little bastard. Yeah, 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 it's getting a little hot right now, right? You know why the water's hot? Because you're going to die. You're going to die a horrible, painful death. Then we're going to take you out, crack off your shell, and eat your insides. Ah, ha, ha. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, who told you to be ugly? You know, and it's really weird because, like I said, we make choices all the time. You know, you make choices with people. If you don't find a person attractive, you treat them less nice than you would when you find somebody attractive. That's just the way it is. You know, we make choices all the time, right? Butterflies. Oh, there's the butterfly. You the butterfly. You love butterflies. You the butterfly. You put the butterfly in the finger. Every time they have one of those over the top, she's a wonderful angelic, angelic girl. They have doves flying. Doves. Butterflies. Oh, the butterflies. Oh, bumblebee. Oh, he pollinates the flowers. Oh, we love the bumblebee. Fly, fly. Kill the bastard. But he's always. Kill him. Right? Nobody loves roaches. I'm sure there's a reason that roaches are here. If you're a religious person, you believe God put roaches here for a reason. If you're just a scientific person, you know they have a specific reason for being here, whatever. But let's be honest. Have you ever seen a roach and not wanted to just kill the bastard? Have you ever seen a roach on a wall and went, you know what? That one can live. Of course you didn't. You'll stop a movie to walk across a room to crush a roach and you know it. You kill the bastards every chance you get. You would, if a brooch walked, uh, crawled under a bed, you'd flip that bed over to kill that bastard, and you know it. Roaches suck. You can't stand roaches. Roaches are assholes. Yes, they are. They have always been assholes. That's why I can't stand them. That's why I will make sure I never have them in my damn house, the sneaky bastards. See, at least flies have enough sense to attack your food when you go away. They kind of wait till you leave. He's gone now. Let's go get a little bit of that. They fly and get a little bit of that and get the hell out of there. But roaches will do that shit while you're right there. Yeah, that's right. I know this is your sandwich, but I'm coming out. What are you going to do about it? You missed me. Ha <laughs> ha. What do you think of that? Up, oh, I'm up in this little crevice. You can't get me. And guess what? I'm going to keep coming. If you don't kill me, I'm not going to stop. I'm going to keep coming back out. See, oh, you missed me again. Go ahead, try to eat your sandwich. Put the sandwich down. Put it down. Nothing's going to happen. And it comes out again. I talked about it in a couple of podcasts ago how much I can't stand those bastards, which is why they're not in my house. They're not invited. Flies. You see, you, you don't actually get up to kill a fly. If you see a fly across the room, you just go, oh, there's a fly over there. The only time you want to kill a fly, if you really think about it, is because they keep coming up to you and buzzing by your ears. Why would you do that? That just shows you how dumb they are. That's why they have short lifespans. I don't know if you believe in God, but if you do, he or she probably just went, you know what? Even I don't like him. You know what? You're not going to live that long. I mean, let's be honest. As annoying as you are, you're going to get killed quickly anyway. So why should I give you a good long lifespan? Why should I give you a good long lifespan? Somebody's going to swatch you. A plant's going to eat you. I mean, what difference does it make? I mean, come on, man. I told you I didn't like you when I created you. Okay? How, oh, you think I like you? Well, how come the overwhelming majority of the stuff you eat is the crap that falls out of the asses of the animals I actually have respect for? Yeah, I said it. I let all those other animals live years. You get days, you punk. Couple of weeks and your punk ass is gone. And I should have thought that through because then you die and you come to heaven to me. And then I have to send you right back down. That's why there's so many flies back down. It's the same fly. He just dies. I get annoyed with his punk ass and send him back down to mess with the damn humans. I'm sick of them. I gave them a good nine, nice 100 years because it gives me just enough time to get rid of them. It's like, I, oh, God, you know what? Um, you know, their lifespan's about 30 years now. I don't know, man. I think I got to get. I got. I got to make him some science or something. I want him. I want him to live longer because they die at thirty-five, then they come back up here, and you know they're annoying. It's just, you know, oh, I'm dying. And then he's right up there with me, and it's like, oh God, you know. I don't even know why I said God. I'm talking about myself. <laughs> I don't know. I'm so used to him them around there calling me all the time. It's like a parrot when the parrot and you, people are calling your mom all the time, and then you refer to yourself as mom when your name's Deborah. You know what I'm saying? But I gave him a nice long life because I really I just need like 90, 95 years of them being away. After 90, 95 years, I don't mind them dying and coming back up here and hanging out a little bit. And then, you know, 
Then I send their punk asses back down. People don't think reincarnation is a real thing. I don't. I mean, let's be honest. I made about, I made about seven billion of them. That's enough, right? You know, when I'm going to make more, then there'll be twice as many of them that have to come up here and annoy me more. Hell no. <laughs> hell. <laughs> uh, that's funny. I, just, I like to say hell. And then look at the devil just showed up. Wasn't calling you, loser. <laughs> nice horns. Now get out. You're going to throw me out again? Hey, should have been a smart ass. Okay, I went a little weird there, but you get the point. <laughs> but it's just really weird. You, you try to figure out. Why you like some animals and hate some other animals? You know, I mean, you see, everybody likes cat, um, cat pictures and cat videos. You like dog videos too, but let's be honest, nobody's going nuts over dog videos. Cats can be cute even when they're adults, right? Cat, kittens, all puppies, all cats, all dogs. <sighs> A dog is man's best friend. Yes, the man's a dog is like someone that's actually prettier in person than the picture. You understand what I'm saying? A cat is just a cat. The cat, what you see is what you get. You ever see somebody they have a picture of the person and they go, yeah, that's pretty cute. And then you meet them and they're like, good Lord. That's what a dog's like. Not that cute on the video. Not that much fun on the video, but more fun in your house. Yes, they crap on things. I get it. But dogs probably won't be sh- shredding legs of your chair with their punk ass claws okay i digress i digress a little bit but you get the point so what i'm saying is we make choices all the time with what we think is cute and what we like what we're going to eat make those choices all the time so i'm just saying listen people let's be nice to ugly animals okay if you see a roach you know what I take that back. If you see a roach, kill that bastard. I hate those bastards. Here's something interesting that happened. I I think I might have talked about this before. A friend of mine, we're actually uh, at a restaurant. Bug crawls on the table. He sees the bug. He takes a glass, turns it upside down, puts it down on top of the bug, the roach. And I think he's actually going to go to the waitress. I can't believe this establishment. It must be infumigated. I, this is inhumane. This is not clean and cleanliness and cleanliness. No, he put the glass around the roach and he literally started trash talking it. Oh, you going to crawl on the table, huh? I got something good for you. Takes out a book of matches, starts lighting them. Yeah, see this? This is what's, this is what's waiting for you, man. The second I take this glass, just take this glass up. I'm going to take these matches. I'm going to burn the you man fall it on the table and we're all looking at him oh my god he's is he trash talking another roach he trash talked a roach before and i thought that we humiliated him about doing that weird shit that he would stop doing it but he's doing it again i'm gonna take the great thing i'm gonna take you got the match out then he picks up the glass and he has the lit match and he's gonna try to touch it to the roach the roach jumps off the table he misses and sets his shirt on fire <laughs> And yes, we put the fire out. And yes, we laughed at him and we laugh at him to this day. He's been added to the pantheon of my friends doing dumb crap. You know what I'm saying? If you listen to the podcast, then you know what man ass water means and pee pee lips means and firecracker buttocks. I'm sorry, bottle rocket buttocks. And now I don't even know. We did, you know what? That's weird. We didn't even give him a nickname. We just laughed at him because he tried to burn a roach with a with a match and set his shirt on fire. I don't, we didn't even give him a... His shit was so dumb, we didn't even give him a nickname. That's when it's really worse. It's bad enough when you get a nickname, but when you do something d- so dumb, we don't even give you a nickname. That's even worse. I got to give this guy a nickname, but it's so long ago, there's no reason to do that. So what I'm saying, folks, is the, the idea behind this story is, listen, just because animals are ugly doesn't mean you have to be mean to them. So if you're going to have some lobster or something like that, you know, don't put them in boiling water. Take out your gun, walk them to the back of the house and shoot them in the fucking head. That way they're dead when you boil them. Okay, be humane, people. Okay, that's how I make lobsters. Now, if I make lobsters or crabs, people, I take them around the back of the house. I tell them we're going for a ride and then I double tap the bastards in the head. 
okay i don't actually do that but you get the point <laughs> i'm sorry that's sick this 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 segment is even weird for me segment over okay guys let me ask you a question sometimes you hear the phrase well worth the wait and i often wondered how many things have you actually run across that were actually worth the wait you know because the thing about it is the, the, nobody minds the weight if the weight is an actual weight because the process of doing something, creating something, making something, moving something from place to place actually takes some time. Like if you like I say, say you order something from China and you order an inexpensive product from China or maybe from even the other side of the country and it's a small mom and pop shop and they have to they make them by hand or you know there's a backlog and you know there's only you know and then you know that it's going to take well it's going to take 3 to, it's going to take 10 to 15 days to get to you now that's longer than it normally takes to get one thing from one side of the country to another side of the country you wouldn't wait two to 15 days for something from Sears or from Amazon or from Wayfair or something you wouldn't wait that amount of time because you're going you're a big giant company damn it and the whole reason behind you being big giant companies and having all that power is getting crap to me as fast as possible but if you're somebody who's ordering some boots from a 98 year old guy who's been making boots since he was seven years old and he makes every pair of boots by hand and he's won the best boot in the country 75 years in a row and you know damn well you're not going to get those boots for six months you know what you do you shut your mouth and you wait to see Six months and they hope he doesn't die before he makes you boots maybe you like boots and in that case it's worth the wait you ever been to a restaurant where you you see the line around the block and the reason the line is around the block is because the demand for the food is so great and the quality of the food is so awesome that people are doing i know this is a long line but i've had the sandwiches before you see that in philly a lot of times when you go to you go to a sandwich places or if you go to any big city that has a you know a restaurant that's known for a specific dish and everybody stands in line waiting for it because it's worth the wait i can't wait to get my hands on that sandwich i can't wait to get those boots from that old bastard that makes them by hand i can't because those things are worth the wait a lot of things are worth the wait. Some, you know what I mean? And a lot of things aren't. Like I said, if the weight is inherent in, in what's going down and creating the product, fine. You know, if you're dating someone and they don't want to jump on top of you right away or they don't want you to jump on top of them right away and they really are legitimately making a decision because they want to find out what kind of person you actually are. They want to get to know you. They, that's fine. It's okay to wait for that. And in fact, it's pretty cool to wait for that because you get an opportunity to know the person before you jump on top of them and then you find out whether or not something's going to happen later on that makes you not like want to be with them. I've been in situations where you just jump on somebody real quick because you want to jump on top of them. And then you find out after the, the high of jumping on top of them regularly wears off and you realize the person is absolutely horrible. You realize you should not have jumped on top of them. You realize you should have not done this at all. You realize you shouldn't even talk to this person because they're horrible. And you realize, oh, I should have waited. Right? Sometimes... Things are just not worth the wait at all. I hate when you go to a fast food place and you wind up having to wait. It's called fast food. They put the word fast in the front. It's, you know, I mean, that's why they put the word fast in front of it. We know you make food. It's a restaurant. They don't call restaurants that don't move quickly fast foods. You don't go to a, a, a Chinese restaurant and they say fast food. You know what they say? We make Chinese food and you'll get it when we're finished making it. And you won't get it before that. When we're done, that's when you're going to get it. It's annoying. You walk into a, to a I'm not going to mention any kind of any kind of restaurant but you know what i'm talking about a fast food restaurant the kinds that always have really really young people working behind the counter and i'm not even talking about the people at the cash register even though they can also be really really horrible i'm talking about the people in the back sometimes they should actually just not let you see what goes on in the back 
you know, I know part of them is like, well, we really want you to see what's going on in the back because we want you to know that nothing's going along with the food. Really? Don't they have to take the food out in the back and boxes in the warehouse in the first place? You don't think they have a box of food that everybody collectively spit in so they can go, anybody go get the spit box because we don't like this group of people and we want to make sure all of their food has some good old fashioned spit in it. You know, you have a special rest. You have a special person that comes in just to spit in the food on really, really hectic days. We don't have time to go in and spit on the food for the people that are assholes. Where's our designated store spitter? Well, I'm right here. How's it going? I'm feeling very spitty today. You, your mouth looks dry. Don't worry about it. I'll gargle and have some good spit going by the time they start being assholes. <laughs> So you go into the fast food restaurant and you're expecting the food to come out. And you know the food's pretty good. It's a fast food restaurant. All fast food restaurants' foods are pretty good. Good enough. Good enough where you eat them and you're glad you ate the stuff. And you order the stuff. And you can see in the back a bunch of people with matching uniforms and matching stupid hats. And they've got their cell phones back there. And you don't see them doing anything that even resembles assembling a sandwich. And at first you're thinking, well, maybe they, it's maybe it's an automated process. Maybe they, you know, they put the hamburger. Maybe they got it in this kind of special machine that shoots it out. And then after it goes through that process, maybe just maybe that's And then you realize, no, that's not the case. They just are more interested in taking selfies by the fry machine than actually putting some fries in the fry machine. And what does that mean? It means for fast food in this particular occasion, you got to wait for it. And I got news for you. I don't know any fast food in any place, even fast food places that I like that are worth the wait. Hell no. Get that crap to me right now. Get it to me now. I came in because I want to eat food right now. Every time you go to a fast food place, it's an impulse buy. Nobody goes, you know, next Thursday we're planning on going to the fast food place that's down the street. Make sure you have your make sure you have your special suit together because it's going to be a really, really fantastic day when we go there. And then we you and I, honey, we're going to get there. We're going to put we're going to we're going to, you know, put our arms around. You know, when we remember when we did the wedding, we had the wine and the champagne and we put it. We interlocked our arms and I drank out of you drank out of your glass and I drank out of our glass because our arms were intertwined we're going to do the same thing with these milkshakes because we want to make this a special a special occasion because it's not every day that you can go to a fast food place that's you know on every corner so we want to make sure that this is a special occasion and kids put your sunday outfits on because you're going to get to have a really really small version of the hamburger that we eat plus these really really these apple slices that cost four dollars which of course we could have actually just bought a bag of apples for 3.99 but this one has a little designer cartoon character in it that is going to be the star of the movie that we're going to have to sit through with you little punk asses that the movie kind of sucks and is the reason why these apples cost $27 in this damn punk ass kid meal that you, what is this <laughs> but it's not, it's not, not a lot of things aren't worth the wait man you know a lot of times they, they give you the promo for the movie seven months before the movie comes out you know, and they're going, why are you telling me about the movie now? I mean, am I going to buy my movie tickets for next summer? You know, are we going to build up anticipation with the movie? This movie's really worth the wait. No movie's worth the wait. Even my favorite movie of all times. My, my favorite movies of all time are The Outlaw, Josie Wales, Beverly Hills Cop, you know, The Autobiography of Malcolm X. And I got news for you. If I had to stand in line more than 12 minutes to get the tickets, my ass is going to be out of there. I'm going to have to call the bootleg man up. Actually, there's no more bootleg men, but <laughs> that's another thing. People will actually go to the bootleg man because, you know, they don't want to wait for the, for the movie to come out legitimately on DVD. They, you know, they have a bootleg guy that would come to the barber shop and he had yo man you won't buy these cd these cds other dvds doesn't matter man got a movie and i don't care what the fuck you call it all i'm saying is five dollars you get to see this movie that's in the movie theater right now you ain't gotta waste your time going down to the movie theater all i'm saying is they got their money you need to get that some of that money to me i'm just a hard-working man trying to make some money you know selling these illegal bootlegs of other people who are also hard-working men trying to make some money i know that i know this is an ironic thing but i really can't worry about that right now because I got to sell these because I'm going to get I got I got to I got to sell these right now because I got cigarettes to buy. Mm. 
But that's really it. You buy the do you buy the bootleg DVDs because you can't wait, right? You can't wait for it to come out. You don't want to wait in line. To you, the movie's not worth the wait. So you save some time by buying the bootlegs. We all do it. Well, not we don't buy bootlegs. I don't buy bootleg movies. I'm in the entertainment industry, and I'd be a little bit of a hypocrite if I did that. But you get the point. But I often ask myself, what would I actually wait for? What do I think is actually worth the wait? You know, what's worth the wait to you? What do you, what do you go? You know what? That's going to take a while, but I'll do it. And the only thing I can think of right now that's actually worth the wait is my fitness. I know it's going to take about six months for me to get back into the shape that I need to get into. And I realize I'm going to have to work hard every day and eat right, exercise and drink more water and get more sleep and make sure I increase my protein intake and make sure my food is really, really high on high on high water volume food and buy that bad, get get bad, all of that crap. But I realize it's worth the wait. It's worth going through all that. I have to wait six months before the body that I want shows up. I have to wait, but it's worth the wait. I'm not I'm not gonna be honest. I'll be honest with you. If somebody said, listen, <laughs> you know, we just light will suction that crap off you right now. <laughs> I'd have to give it some thought for a second, and then I'd think, I ain't spending money on that shit. And also, I would feel like I was cheating. Because you really didn't change anything at that point. You know, you didn't change anything. All you did was slurp that stuff out. Now, I'm not talking about somebody that's really, really heavy where they need to get the weight off right now for a specific medical thing. You know, the doctor goes, look, you need the liposuction that crap off now. Your ass ain't going to make it to the elevator. I'm not talking about those people. I'm talking about people that got a, that got enough weight to lose where they really need to get rid of it just because they, they want to be in better shape. But the doctor would go, what are you lipo? Just do some sit-ups and eat some salads, you bastard. Not that my doctor would ever say that to me because... <laughs> And my doctor wouldn't say that to me. Okay, she did say that to me. Shut up. But it's worth the wait. That is worth the wait. That is worth the effort. But what's worth the wait to you? I mean, other than the fact that you get to wait, have to wait a week before one of these genius podcasts by me come out. <laughs> yes, they are genius. But I often wonder, man, you know. You sit back and you look at things and you wonder, well, what exactly... Am I willing to wait for? Because everybody wants everything fast now. You know, microwaves, internet's fast. You get a faster internet service. Oh, this car goes from zero to 60 in 2.6 in seconds. It's fast. And this goes 1.7 seconds. This goes so fast, it won't even let you in it. But some things are worth the wait. And like I said, the only thing I can think of for me that's actually worth the wait is, you know, getting back in shape. That's worth the wait for me. I know that I got to wait and go through all of this crap to get it done, then that's all right. Oh, and finding a, a good woman that's compatible, that was worth the wait because I'm still waiting on that shit. And for those of you out there that are happily married, congratulations. You did it. I envy you. Not in a mean way, but like, a dang it, I would like to be there too in that kind of way. And I think finding a good woman to me is worth the wait. Yeah worth the wait segment over okay folks we're gonna get a little serious here and sometimes i do this um there are times when i with a heavy topic will come by and although technically this is a comedy podcast sometimes i talk about uh serious things or just tell stories of things that happen that i think people will find inter interesting but i want to set this up by making a point We can choose when to be empathetic and when not to be. It doesn't matter whether the thing, the thing we're talking about actually affects us directly. Case in point, you see a pregnant woman walking down the street. Now, you can't feel what she feels. The baby is inside of her body. You did not help with that baby inside her body. She's not your girlfriend, wife, friend, sister. You're not related to this woman at all, but you see a lady walking down the street with the big stomach. If you're on the bus, you're sitting in a chair and she walks up to you and there's no chairs there. You get up and you let her have the seat. Why? She's got the baby. She's probably her feet are probably hurting. She's probably tired, carrying all that extra weight. That's what you do as a compassionate human being. You see another human being struggling. And if you can do something to help that person not struggle. 
you know, if you can do it safely without hurting yourself, obviously, then you do it. Most people would do that. And if someone actually was sitting in a chair who looked able-bodied or young and a pregnant woman was standing above them, you'd look at that person and you'd want to choke them to death. Or you'd, you'd shoot evil looks at them and you'd think less of them as a human being because they didn't do it. When you're talking to your like your sister, your mother, or some other lady that you know, or your wife, and they tell you how much it hurt to have the baby, how uncomfortable it is this, that, and the other one, you feel empathy for them as another human being, and but you don't feel the pain. But it's another thing you don't do. When you see that pregnant woman walking down the street and she's got the baby, you don't think, oh, she's not really pregnant. She's probably got a beach ball in there. She's just doing that to get sympathy. You wouldn't think that because thinking that would be idiotic, right? Oh, look at her squeezing the baby out of her body. I bet that doesn't really hurt. She's just yelling because she wants attention. You wouldn't think that or say that because that thought in essence would be idiotic. You would be embarrassed to even think that. And if you said that, you would be shouted down by everyone. No one would put up with that mindset. No one would put up with you saying those things. No one would. I wanted to start off with that. The reason I'm bringing it up is because I was talking, I was thinking about the Sandra Bland case. That was the young lady who was stopped by the police officer in Texas and wound up dead in the jail cell. Now, we're not going to talk about the circumstances of her death. We're not going to do that. Um, Well, maybe we will do that. But what I want to talk about is the lack of empathy that people get. You have to think... You're thinking in terms of this lady who got pulled over and she was annoyed with the police officer that pulled over, that pulled her over. And she should have been annoyed because being pulled over by someone treating you that way is annoying, especially if it's been happening to you your entire life. And I know what that feels like. When I lived in Los Angeles, I got pulled over so often. I never got a ticket. But I got pulled over all the time and it annoyed the crap out of me. I was on my way to a show. I was on my way to a date. I just spent all night in bed with a gorgeous woman that I was in love with. And I had a wonderful evening and I'm coming home. And it was awful after that because I got treated like a, inhumanly by someone who was accusing me of doing something that I didn't do. It's really dis annoying and infuriating when you get pulled over and you know you didn't do anything and if you didn't do anything why are you pulling me over why are you doing it again and again and again so yes sometimes when a person gets pulled over they get a little frustrated when they know they didn't do anything wrong they get a little frustrated when the person pulling them over is disrespectful now i'm not saying this is something inherent in all police officers i don't believe that And the only reason I say it is because of my interactions with police officers, the overwhelming majority of times they've been helpful and respectful. But it's not about them. No one is protesting or angry at police officers who do their job professionally. People who are really good at the job. No one's mad at them. Those are the people you respect. But you get upset with the people who are not necessarily suited for the job because they take the power and they use it because they can. Now, the Sandra Bland case, the Sandra Bland case hit me a little bit differently. I was upset and infuriated because of what happened to this young lady just because it happened to someone. And I don't know this woman, but it got into me deeply, more deeply than it normally would have. And normally these things get in right into the core of who I am. But it got into me even deeper than it would normally because she looks 85 to 95 percent like a girl, like a woman that I was in love with a long time ago. Now, obviously, this lady would be much old, not much older, but older than Sandra Bland is. But that's how, you know, it was roughly that age when we were together. And she was also a beautiful black woman with a similar hairstyle, who was very, very smart, who knew her rights, would stick up for herself. And all I could think about was how I would feel if she decided she left my our apartment one day. And she got pulled over for something stupid. And she wasn't exactly thrilled with how this police officer was treating her. 
and this police officer dragged her out of the car and threatened to light her up and then slammed her head on the ground and I wouldn't have known where she was. And then I would have gotten a phone call that somebody telling me that the woman I was in, that I love very, very much, my beautiful lady, was dead because some piece of crap pulled her over and decided to exercise power that he should have been using to help people. I know what it's like to be pulled over all the time. But when I saw this, I could not stop thinking about the lady I was with who looked just like that, sounded similar to that, thought similar to that, may have reacted in a similar way and how I would feel if she didn't exist anymore because of a traffic stop. How I would feel if I turned on the news knowing the character assassination would start. Whether it was things that actually happened or whether they were made up. It wouldn't matter because it would be repeated again and again and again on blogs, on Twitter, on Facebook. Places that were just saying horrible things, taking things out of context, blowing things up, saying negative things, manufacturing things, saying these awful things about this woman. And I would know they weren't true or they were irrelevant. But I would know the character assassination would be coming. Now, like I said, I didn't know Sandra Bland. But I dated a woman that was very, very much like her. And it could very, very easily have happened to her. So there's my empathy. My empathy existed before, even without her looking resembling someone I was in love with at one point. My empathy would have been there. Now, I started off this by talking about pregnant ladies and how we have empathy for them and want to assist them. And you would figure that in a situation like this, we would have empathy because this is a, this is a loss of life and justice is not being served. But then you turn on social media and you hear people talking about uppity. If she had just done what she was told. She'd be alive today. They'd say these ridiculous things and it infuriates me. Once again, I don't know Sandra Bland, but I was in love with a woman just like her, looked just like her. And that would have been me watching these morons online trying to justify the death or at the very minimum, very minimally, the unjust treatment of someone that I love that didn't do anything wrong. Showing no empathy for that. And I imagine how I would feel. The amazing thing is if this same thing happened, began to happen to the people that were that lacked empathy, they would expect you to feel empathy toward them. But how do you think they would feel if you said to them, well, if you're loved one hadn't done X, Y, and Z, then A, B, and C wouldn't have happened to them. They would be upset. They would be infuriated. Even though moments before they had no sympathy or empathy for the people, someone who didn't look like them that had to deal with that. I've said many times that when you watch what happens to people who are not in power, the minorities in this case, or maybe blacks, Latinos, women, they, whoever, whoever's getting treated horribly in these cases, the people that are not being empathetic don't understand that even if you're a piece of crap that doesn't like people that don't look like you, you have to think in terms of just use self-preservation as your guide. If you can't be, you can't show empathy to another human being because of the color of their skin, at least think in terms of, how can I put this? Say for the sake of argument, there's a house down the block. You can see it, but you never really talk to those neighbors. You don't run across them. You see them, but you don't really run across them that much. And someone rushes into their house, steals all their stuff, maybe even beats them down. And it keeps happening. And it keeps happening. And you won't let them join the neighborhood watch and you won't look out for their house. You don't give a crap. You just watch it keep happening. Eventually, they're going to move out. And 
what do you think the people rushing into that house down there are going to do next when those victims are gone? They're going to kind of move down the block. Then it'll be the house two block and three houses down and two houses down and one house down. And eventually it will be you. See, the same person who irrationally pulls someone out of the car because they didn't put a cigarette out because they didn't like the person's attitude. You can't bank on that irrational behavior. You can't bank on that overt childish alpha maleness only being directed at people who don't look like the police officer and don't look like you. You can't bank on that. Eventually it will be you. People who abuse power don't stop. It continues. It goes on. That leak in your pipe doesn't just it doesn't just stay one drop every minute. It continues. And in one day the structure of the pipe burst and you had a flooded cellar. And you can't well somebody well I told you you needed to fix that pipe when it was dripping. But I mean, it was dripping over there. I don't even walk on that side of the room. Yeah, but <laughs> the pipe is getting weaker. And if you let the pipe get weaker and you don't fix the pipe now, you're going to have a flooded cellar. Well, right now to the people that don't have empathy for the Sandra Blands of the world. To you, it's just a leaky pipe over there. That's not really that big of a deal. But it's going to burst eventually. And the same police officers that are pulling out Ladies like that don't look like they look like Sandra Bland out of the car. They're going to pull your daughter out of the car, too. I mean, you've given them permission. They don't think that that's an, an irrational thing. Maybe they maybe your daughter comes down the road and maybe she's she looks like you, but doesn't look like Sandra Bland. She's she's from a nice neighborhood, but she's really pretty. And the cop thinks he's really pretty and he hits on her and she blows him off because he's not her cup of tea. Well, he has the power. Remember, he has the power to just pull a person out of the car because he doesn't like their attitude. And what's a better way to say what's a better thing that's did? What's more disrespectful than being denied a date, being rejected on a genetic level? What's more disrespectful than that? So then he pulls your daughter out of the car and she says, what are you pulling me out of the car? If I didn't do anything, I'll light you up. And then he slams her head on the ground. And then three days later, you're crying. Because you get a phone call because your daughter is no longer alive, no matter how it happens, whether she kills herself or whether it's some other thing. Either way, not here. Don't think that can't happen. And that's my message to the people that have no empathy for the Sandra Blands of the world and people who are oppressed or singled out or beaten down by the system or singled out by someone in power because they just want to abuse their power because they think they can get away with it. Don't think it can't happen to you. I guarantee you that it will. It always does. It always does. Corrupt people don't stop in a small area. Eventually it spreads just like a flood. You know, every time I look at the when I look at my Twitter feed and my Facebook feed and I see the Sandra Bland picture, it's like it just, you know, brings back the nightmare of you know, that being the girl that I was in love with back then, going through the same thing. But it didn't require her looking like an old girlfriend for me to feel this way. I would have felt this way anyway. And to the people that don't think that it's important to protect people that are being oppressed like this or treated this way. It shouldn't take Sandra Bland looking like you for you to feel that this needs to stop. Really, really, really just... It needs to stop. Segment over. Well, folks, this has been episode number 173 of the Yes, Anthony Says podcast. I want to thank you very, very much for checking out the show. I want to thank you very, very much for your shout outs and all the love that you showed me. Twitter hero. You know what I'm talking about. 
I want to thank you guys very, very much for uh, for everything. Um, you've been really, you've been, you guys have been really, really cool to me, and uh, I appreciate it. So what we're going to do, my friends, is I'm going to sign off. I want to thank you guys very much. If you have an opportunity to, if you wish to, please follow me on Twitter at, at @santhonythomas. Follow the podcast at, at @santhonysays. If you wish to write to me and tell me how much. You love me and how awesome I am. Feel free to do so at the S. Anthony Says Podcast at gmail.com. Much love to you all. I enjoyed this. I hope you did too. I will see you next week when we do this crap again. Oh, yeah. S. Anthony out. Time.